0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Des and Marco.
1: I'm Dez. And I'm Marco. How are you, Dez? Instead of telling you how I am, I'll tell you where I'm not. Where are you? I am not in Al-Andalus. Yeah. And because of that, I feel the cold in my bones because where I am now, which is Northern Scotland, it is a horrible day. I'm not feeling well, and the thought of having a beer is making me, unfortunately sick. So I've gone for the opposite. I have gone for a very healthy green tea but not any green tea. Green tea with roasted rice which is called gain matcha. It's like something the Japanese drink. You can find it in most Japanese restaurants but I have got it in my own cup and it's going to make me feel better and warm and cozy and everything good in this world. Yeah, so that's how I am and where I'm not. (laughs) wow okay thank you for your
0: monologue it's also pretty early in the afternoon so it's definitely not drinking o'clock where 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 i am and actually it's kind of a coincidence because i also have a japanese tea no idea what the brand is or anything but it's japanese green tea and it's cold just got it from the fridge cheers happy days to health but let's get started. I want to share a little piece of news that I read the other day. Are you familiar with the F-35, the US Air Force's latest and greatest stealth fighter?
1: Okay. Uh. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm just Googling it here, and I do recognize that jet. It's very expensive.
0: Yeah, and I think it was in the news in the last few years of being grossly over budget yeah. and incredibly late and... Um, I think it's built by Lockheed Martin in collaboration with a number of other countries from NATO, obviously. but anyway, so the F35 is already operative in a number of countries, and the U.S military apparently lost one for a day for a day. Yeah, for a day. So they were doing a training mission on U.S soil somewhere over i believe south carolina and the the there was a malfunction and the pilot ejected the pilot is uh, landed uh, safely but the jet kept flying okay <laughs> and so the pilot ejected the jet was in autopilot the jet kept going and for like a day the military was asking people if they had found a jet okay (laughs) so yeah so they were like they reached out to the like to the public to see like hey anybody know anything about an f-35 we may have uh, lost somewhere so (laughs) so that's pretty funny and also it's kind of weird i mean i guess it must be really good at stealth since they can't find it or they couldn't find it but then i think 24 hours later or so they found the wreckage of it so it crashed or
1: whatever uh okay or, or so they say <laughs> tinfoil hat on <laughs> exactly so i found that
0: like pretty pretty interesting and pretty funny actually
1: i um actually heard um, a very similar story but on the water you know how there's a lot of tension between taiwan and china Yes. I, to be honest with you, I'm quite ignorant about the whole affair. I just know that uh, China claims that Taiwan is its property um, yeah. and the US, the most of the, the, the democratic free world is kind of like, no, Taiwan is its own country and is pro-Taiwan. And lots of countries are kind of sat on the fence. Anyway, so that stretch of sea between Taiwan and China is like heavily militarized. To the point that the Chinese put on uh, in their national in their waters, they put loads of submarine traps. Okay, what does a submarine trap look like? Uh, I don't know. I guess like a mouse trap, but underwater has to be. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but um, essentially. The opposite is also true in the sense that on the Taiwanese side of the, let's say, the disputed body of water, yeah. there's loads of like um, American and NATO and other, let's say, monitoring devices. And everyone agrees that there was a massive implosion on the water. And the Chinese oh. even said that, haha, we have proof that you have, uh, the Americans are sending submarines in our waters. And the Americans were like, no, we haven't sent anything. And then the Chinese went <laughs> silent. And it turns out that they're actually missing one of their submarines. <laughs> so, How is this public? Well, it's not fully public. That's the point. So maybe it's a bit of propaganda. I don't know. But uh, several entities, which are even like nothing to do with... Uh, military organizations like you know seismic monitoring things and stuff yeah. they have picked up something where they say this happened. Uh, all the Americans are things are accounted for. the Chinese have gone silent and haven't accused America about anything anymore and uh, it turns out that it's highly likely that a so this is actually quite sad, but a, a nuclear class Chinese submarine may have got ensnared in its own trap <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so there's this possible crashed submarine, and no one's claiming it's theirs. Which is quite scary, because obviously there's lives on board. And presumably a a nuclear reactor. And presumably maybe even nuclear missiles. I don't know. But it's in China. Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Let's forget
0: about this. Yeah, so great stuff if you're a part of the military and you
1: lose your things. Apparently
0: it uh, it seems to be a thing.
1: It, it does seem to be a thing. Okay, so last time we did this, Marco, it was the Apple event. I think we were both a bit underwhelmed with the Apple 15 series and a little bit less underwhelmed by the 15 Pro series which
0: turned out to be
1: uh, or right
0: now on the internet it's turning out to be a disaster because it massively overheats and apparently the titanium or the like the pro line is very prone to cracking like the the back glass
1: i've heard these rumors too and apple are apparently pushing an update like imminently and it's meant to address these very issues yeah I did think it's strange. We spoke about this when we did our recording in, uh, in Spain, where, especially on the Pro Series, the chip seems, and the GPU of the chip seems incredibly powerful, to the yeah. point where they're boasting that they've got a console powered in a small phone device. And I thought, yeah. oh, cool. But now I'm like, well, there must be a reason why nobody else has done it. And maybe it's thermal control. Who knows?
0: Yeah, could be. And also the, from what I understand, and I know nothing about materials, titanium is a much better conductor than aluminum. And so, yeah, that heat needs to come out some way. (laughs) So it comes out maybe because the phone does such a good job at getting rid of the heat, but it means that the whole phone is hot. So I don't know, but let's see what the software update brings. Anyway, I think the overall opinion of that event was that it was a little bit underwhelming, as in, apart from USB-C, there's nothing really that compelling about these new phones. This week, or this week, if, if at the time of recording, Google had their event, where they unveiled their already spoiled Pixel 8 line. So the Pixel 8 and the Pixel 8 Pro. And much like the iPhone event, they're a little bit underwhelming, I would say.
1: Yeah, I was very underwhelmed as well. So the biggest announcement, without having to go into too many details, is that the new Pixel 8 line, so the 8 and the 8 Pro, have got a new Tensor G3 chip but they haven't really gone into much detail about the chip itself. So a bit like how the Tensor 2 of the last generation was just minimally tweaked, I think this one's also minimally tweaked with, again, the emphasis being on better AI procedural processes. I don't know. So yeah. Yeah, not particularly more powerful, better at AI, which, to honest with you, I'm still on the fence about in terms of what additional value it brings to a phone?
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see.
1: But like you said,
0: there was a very heavy focus on the AI portion of the uh, or the AI element in these phones. A couple of things were that they brought out was like the the Google Assistant now gets additional AI boost, so it's apparently much better at assisting you. Um, Again, I don't really care about these things because I don't use (laughs) any assistance. Like, I don't go beyond like, hey, set a timer or hey, what's the weather like today? And even that I don't really use. Mostly timers. By the way, a little thing that happened to me the other day. So I've got one of those uh, Google, like the screens that you put in your like in your house
1: oh like the google home or whatever yeah
0: yeah something like that so i've got one of those and i've got like smart lights in my house so i basically the only thing i use it for is to tell it like turn on the light in the kitchen turn off the light in the living room and and so on and again timers as i was walking by the microphones are pretty sensitive so i can kind of yell at it from any room and it lists and it hears me So I was asking her to turn on the light in the living room because I was walking towards the living room and it didn't hear what I said. And so then I started complaining about it. It It's like, "Or don't turn on the light, you know, whatever. Do whatever you want. She was so passive aggressive. She replied with, "Okay, your 5 a.m. alarm is on now. (laughs) <laughs> so just because I insulted her, she very passive aggressively set an alarm for 5 a.m. for me. But anyway, back back to the phones. Yeah, apart from the chip, uh some small improvement. So the the Pixel Eight, so the regular one, is a tiny bit smaller, and it has a much better screen. So now it has a um, refresh rate up to 120 hertz versus 90 hertz from last year, and and that's pretty much it, I think, from a hardware point of view. While the Pro gets uh, the screen can go all the way down to one hertz and the it does get one pretty interesting hardware thing, which is a temperature sensor. So it gets a thermometer. So you can kind of like, yeah, take the temperature of your warm tea of your you can't use it on people yet because it's pending like FDA approval or something like that. But uh, I don't know could be could be something interesting other than that that's pretty much it I, and you know probably the same camera improvements and and things like that both get a hundred dollar euro pound price hike which kind of sucks but also it kind of follows the rest of the of the industry but at least i was having a look here in the um, at the google store and they do have some pretty compelling pre-order offers for example if you buy the pro which is a thousand euro or a thousand one hundred euro you get um the new watch for free or bundled in which is like 350 euros so it's kind of like if you could like with a thousand euro you get both that's not terrible
1: it's not terrible but it's not great last year with the pixel 7 series if you ordered the pixel 7 pre-ordered the pixel Seven you got the Google Buds Pro thrown in worth, I don't know, 200 pounds, euros, yeah, dollars or whatever. That, yeah. Cool. This year, if you order a Pixel 8, they're offering exactly the same thing. Not even like the next Buds, like the, like the same Buds Pro, because they haven't released a new pair of Buds in between. Now, yeah. last year, if you ordered the 7 Pro, they gave you the Google Watch for free, the Pixel Watch. Yeah. And this year, we are doing it again with the updated Pixel Watch. But the Pixel Watch is not as good as last year's. Like, they have got a new Qualcomm chip, it's more energy efficient, but it's got the same advertised battery life, despite the fact it's got, like, an always-on screen. So, yes, there have been improvements, iterative improvements. But, for example, last year it had Wi-Fi charging, this year it relies on a pin. Last year it was made with steel, this year it's made with cheaper aluminium. So... Even really? though, okay, yep. no, I
0: missed. I I thought it was exactly the same as last year, but with like better battery life. But apparently not.
1: So, exactly. So, and then the one that they're giving you is the cheaper variant. They're giving you the Wi-Fi only version, which, to yeah. be honest with you, is the one I would pick because yeah. I don't need it to connect to the internet all the time. Because either I've got my phone or I'm on the Wi-Fi. And if I don't have either, yeah, no I use it as a watch.
0: LTE on the phone on the watch.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Do. So that in itself is fine by me. But last year they gave you the only variant. This year they're giving you the cheaper variant. Yeah. And this comes to my little my little bugbear. Being the owner of a Pixel 7 who bought it during that pre-order phase, when the phone was essentially priced like a mid-range, but was a flagship. This year, they seem to be saying this is a flagship, and I need to point out that the Galaxy 23 Ultra, for example, is 250 pounds, euros, dollars cheaper than the Pixel 8 Pro.
0: Really? oh okay but like because it's on you 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 find it easily on sale today
1: but it doesn't have a tensor chip and i don't mean that is a negative sense because the tensor is based on the exynos architecture even samsung have abandoned that they have gone with the better yeah. qualcomm variant so even though it's uh, not a newer chip it's got a better chip it probably has just as good photography if not better but you know it's very good yeah
0: arguable yeah. arguable
1: and it's got arguably a better build quality, a better screen, and it's got the added functionality of Dex. It has the S Pen. So, if you are the enthusiast power user, it makes no sense to get the Pixel 8 Pro. The AI features, again, are of dubious value. And we'll get on to the AI features because I personally think some of them are verging on creepy. I don't know. I just think you've upped the price, but you haven't really offered something better. So my bugbear, as I was saying, is I have the Pixel 7. I was like, okay, I might as well see if for a couple of hundred bucks or dollars, whatever, can I upgrade? And you're offering me the same earbuds I've already got. Considering I had my phone, like they were selling it for whatever it was, the trade-in value of a Pixel phone by Google itself is, in my opinion, seriously undervalued. They were offering me $250 for my phone, which... They just were selling for. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Samsung are famous for overvaluing their own phones because they want to keep you in the Samsung ecosystem. Makes complete sense. Yeah. Apple also kind of doesn't really overvalue, but Apple phones famously do hold on to their value. So even yeah. just going at market value, it's worth trading in. And even Google's own website will give you more money for last year's iPhones than for last year's Pixels. No, really. And I personally think you're not winning over customers here.
0: Yeah, yeah. But they are doing something to hopefully increase their the resale value of their phones. So the biggest thing they announced was that both the Pixel 8 and 8 Pro will get seven years of software updates, security patches, and so on, which is unseen in uh, in the industry and i think it brings a couple of the topics that you mentioned into like a wider discussion so the first one is if you have a phone that lasts that allegedly lasts seven years surely the resale value should increase or because i can sell it next year and it's still you're still gonna get six years of updates so six years that the phone is still current And then secondly, is what you what we talked at the beginning and kind of about the iPhone as well, is that you don't see these major upgrades between generations anymore because, you know, how much better can a camera get or how much faster? can I mean, look at the iPhone, the the pro chip is already way overpowered for what most people are going to use it for, which is watching TikToks, you know? something that i've noticed watching especially the reviews of the iphone this year is that reviewers don't no longer talk about new phones as wow this is revolutionary or wow this is basically they tell you like if you've got like an iphone 13 or newer skip this if you've got like a 12 or something like that or before then you're gonna see a difference because obviously like throughout. Yeah. after 3 years you are going to see a difference in in basically every aspect what you're what you're saying like yeah curiosity about upgrading maybe from a pixel 7 to an 8 you're not going to see anything like revolutionary or game changing because it's just one year and it ultimately doesn't matter like in in your upgrade cycle you're not going to buy the 8 maybe you're not going to buy the 9 you'll get the 10 And that's what I saw also at the beginning of the year. Like I've got a a Samsung S22 and when the S23 came out, it was pretty much the same. Like it's not. So I'm going to just hold on to this one for a bit longer and then maybe get the S24 or maybe the S25 or whatever. But I think the way people and especially like enthusiasts like us, like I remember at the dawn of the smartphone era, you and I used to change phones every year or so. Yeah. Yeah. And now maybe because we got a little bit more tired and also because they got way more expensive, like you could get an iPhone for like 500 euro back in the day. Now it's just it does not make any sense to upgrade every year. And that i think is is what google is also admitting by giving you seven years of software updates because before the you know you needed what two three years of software updates because anyway you would have sold the phone already by then but now i could totally see i don't know my parents or my sister my sister just upgraded from a pixel 2 i believe wow and it was just fine for her. The only problem that, like, she just upgraded because the battery wouldn't hold a charge anymore. And obviously, because after, like, five years or or so, it makes sense. But, like, I don't know. I don't think we are the the average user in many things. And so that's why we struggle to get excited for a new generation or a new Uh, or a new iteration because that's what it is it's an iteration it's just everything just kind of gets a little bit better and that's it but i think if you compare the pixel 8 from like with a pixel 5 you'll see a difference and then it makes sense to get the the 8
1: just as a side note because you've touched on a lot of things including like repairability longevity software support and that sort of stuff This is actually a Dutch manufacturer. I'm sure you've heard of the the Fairphone. Yes, actually, yeah. And they've recently released the Fairphone 5, which kind of addresses a lot of what you said. Fairphone already hold the record for having supported a phone the longest. I think the Fairphone 2, for example, got something like five Android OS iterations, which is unheard of for a phone which was literally released almost seven, eight years ago. Yeah. But anyway, the Fairphone 5... One of the things that is quite appealing about it is, apart from the fact it's super fair trade, hence the name. It's made out of like 70% recycled plastics or fairly sourced materials. All the workers have been guaranteed to have like a fair wage, which is all very admirable. The other thing which is really cool is that the phone comes with a single screwdriver, which allows you to disassemble the whole phone. And the company is really good at selling you repair parts. And I've seen a teardown of it. It is honestly the simplest thing in the world to repair. Yeah, That's really cool. So, you know, you drop your phone, no problem. You know, 80 euros, new screen. And another thing which is super cool about the design is that in a way it's almost modular. You know, you break the camera, you can just fix the camera. They've said that if the camera grossly improves, you could just change that bit. Yeah, you can upgrade it. You can upgrade just the camera. And it's a little bit harder to do with the motherboard, they've admitted that. But as you said, like the like your sister, for example, the only reason she changed her phone is because the battery life wasn't lasting. The phone otherwise functioned perfectly. Like as a communication device, WhatsApp device, telegram device, even photo-taking device, it was more than enough. Yeah. The fairphone, you can literally change the phone. Just by lifting off the back panel, slotting a new one in They actually encourage that. So again, as we get more repairable phones, thanks to like EU legislation, maybe companies are going to seek a different form of income because just selling phones is probably not going to do it for many people anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, could be. Although I think there's like more and more iPhones getting sold every every year, so we're getting proven wrong um, <laughs> the only the only thing that i would be very curious to see is if google actually manages to give seven years of software updates to these phones because they they have a they're notorious for not keeping their promises and killing off stuff yeah before their time for example i think it was the pixel one or the two or both that when like at launch they were supposed to get a lifetime unlimited access to google photos or not access but unlimited storage and that ended i think in 2021 so then from one day to the to the next
1: they said oh no never mind you have to pay and yeah which annoys me no end because google does this a lot and i think other companies are in a position where they might do the same what you mentioned with the Pixel 2 is correct, and what was unique about it, it was unlimited high-end quality. So the actual quality that you take the pictures yeah. on was stored unlimited, and then unlimited until 2021. But the problem I have is that Google Photos has always had unlimited storage of their sort of compressed images, so to speak, which is yeah. still very yeah. good quality. But then they've stopped that as well. And... I'm in this bad position now where I've almost used up all my Google Photos storage because I relied on it. I was like, "I'll just put of all course. my photos onto Google," and then they said, "No, 15 gigabyte limit."
0: Yeah, but I got the same, I'm, uh, and I'm actually paying for it now. I mean, it's like a buck every month, but it's still. I'd rather not. No, one thing that really annoys me about it about Google. A couple of years ago, they acquired fitbit which apparently did uh, went the long way in helping them create the the pixel watch not necessarily the first one but this second iteration you see that there's a lot more integration between fit like the legacy fitbit stuff and google however and and actually you were you know because you were there i i bought a fitbit recently like you have access to some things like the step count or like a very basic sleep tracker and things like that but not all of the features because you have to become a fitbit member and you have to pay for that and it's so annoying like i don't want to pay to know how many steps i do also i know i do like seven steps every day like i'm very lazy but like you know apple does not do this to you like you buy the apple watch and you have every Metric and every feature unlocked from from the can go. Samsung does the same. Why does Google need to charge me to for me to have all of my health tracking? Uh,
1: Because they noticed that people don't change their Fitbit trackers that often. People were on a contract cycle. You will buy a phone every eighteen months or pay a little premium. We've mentioned that that is probably going to die down and it is dying down. So how do you get money from a Fitbit user? And personally. I don't like the way the, the market's going either. I think it's your biometric data. You should have access to it. You've recorded it, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, exactly. And they put it You're behind a the... paywall,
1: and you've yeah. agreed to giving away your biometric data, which is something which I don't think many people would agree to if they if that was sold to them in such a manner. Like if you went and bought yeah. a watch, and they told you right away, are you happy giving your biometric health data? for analysis and third party and, uh, whatever optimization yeah. and ad selling, you'd be like, no. Yeah. True. Yeah. I don't like these things that Google's doing from that point of view. And let's not forget that they make the vast, vast, vast majority of their income by selling your data to optimize ads.
0: Yeah, exactly. I still remember how funny it was. What was it? a couple of years ago, Apple went all in, in the, like privacy and all that. Like you can tell your apps on an iPhone. You can tell your apps not to speak to each other or not to like. And uh, when they ask Google the same thing, it's like, oh yeah, no privacy. Uh, well, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see about yeah,
1: that. Yeah, lots of corporate talk. We need to find the balance. <laughs> you know, yeah, we exactly. didn't say what the no, balance was. It's, it's, there
0: is no balance. It's privacy, dude. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty. Interesting. And another thing that you briefly touched on before is the the use, the very heavy use of AI in uh, in this generation of Pixel phones, which is both really cool, but also kind of freaky. And the one thing I'm mostly referring to is the uh,
1: uh, uh, the best take functionality yeah. of the camera. No, I don't know if you saw that. It, well, it's playing creepy, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: So the way it works is, you know, if you have a a group of people and you take a photo, there's always going to be that one person that has their eyes closed. That one person that is looking the other way that, you know, it takes a few shots to, to get the perfect one. Google is going down the route of fixing that for you. So if you take a group picture and you take a number of photos, you can then choose each individual's face as in like, if you take three photos and in the first one, there's one person that's blinking, you can take that person's face from the photo number two or photo number three. So you can kind of make a collage of the best photos, faces that you can find that's and we've talked about this ages ago uh, in, in another episode about how the concept of photography is to capture a moment or capture something that is happening but now you can erase things in that photo you can change the faces you can move stuff around so is that so you're like that's
1: no longer something that happened Yeah, it goes beyond that. So the current pixel can delete people from a scene. I understand the appeal. It's very Instagram friendly. Look at me in this beautiful square with nobody but me. And that's not reality. All the other things you've said are completely accurate. We can even change the sky, you know? Yeah, exactly. You could make it a sunset. Yeah, like a push of a button. We're not talking about taking the photo and, you know, putting onto Photoshop. This is in the app like you've taken a picture and it's like, do you want to change the sky? I see the appeal. Oh, look, it's always sunny, but that's not how it was. And so then you start saying, I don't, maybe I'm looking too much into it. Oh, it's just a photo. It's not such a big deal. But I kind of feel like when you look back at these, you'll be like, but it wasn't sunny that day. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's uh, like,
1: I'm not necessarily
0: saying it's a bad thing. I'm mostly fascinated by it. And it's really cool that we have the technology to to actually go and edit you know like if that person is standing too much on the left i'll move them a bit to the right but it's I, i don't know
1: it's not real it's not authentic
0: yeah exactly it's not what happened. It's not always happening, which, you know, if you want to just use photos to to post them on your highly curated social media page, then, yeah, I guess this is great. But yeah, I don't know. I just find it weird. I, I really weird. don't know how to feel about this.
1: It's a, I Again, it's finding that balance between improving photography and representing authenticity. I don't know if we spoke about this, but in a similar vein... One of the things that Samsung does to promote, uh, especially on its Galaxy Note series, like the impressive zoom that it's got, it shows pictures of, for example, of the moon. The moon is a a big one. And it turns out that it uses sort of an AI algorithm to actually improve pictures of the moon. And the moon's a pretty easy one because, you know, we, we have many reference pictures of it. So, yeah. And it's always facing the same way. Exactly. So it's something they can do. And people noticed that you could take a picture of a blurred moon. You know, you have a, if you have a picture of a blurred moon and take a picture of it with a Samsung, so you're taking a picture of a picture, it will actually give you a nice moon. Yeah. And uh, so people are like, we're not taking a picture of the moon. You're just showing us a picture of the moon.
0: Yeah, you're downloading. <laughs> yeah, you're downloading moon, a picture yeah. of the
1: moon when you take a picture. It's true. You know, they're, they're showing you a picture of the moon based on the light around you, not based on the picture you took of the moon
0: yeah yeah exactly i don't know it's kind of it's kind of weird but then some of the ai features on on these phones are i find pretty amazing like the fact that the phone that it can answer the phone for you um that's really cool and
1: but it doesn't work in scotland i've used it so many times and it doesn't understand the Scots. (laughs) Oh, really? It's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's really bad. So when you turn it on, it's like, the user has chosen to screen this call using the Google screen call. Please uh, speak naturally and whatever. I mean, it's just gibberish. (laughs) absolute gibberish and like it, it, it says like blah 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 there's blah 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 <laughs> it's like it picks up the random words it just doesn't understand a thing <laughs> okay so that, that's one
0: for google to work on no but actually there was one thing during that whole segment of their of their keynote that i was really impressed with was the one that it switches like when you're dictating you can switch languages and it'll understand which actually i'm very much interested in because i do switch languages often i mean even just with you we speak some in english and some in italian so it's actually pretty cool but yeah as someone who never answers his phone i do appreciate the fact that the phone can get answered for you
1: yeah, the problem is that other people don't interact with it the way you'd want them to. As I said, a, it doesn't understand the Scots. B, yeah. the moment someone hears that, they just hang up. They'll ring you later. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I would probably do the same. As yeah. Well. So maybe it's okay for businesses, but again, Google's caller ID is actually pretty good, and so you yeah. know if it's a business ringing you. Yeah, I know that's true. Yeah, definitely. Okay, shall we wrap this up? I think we should. How is your, what was it called? Gain matcha tea? Uh, I honestly recommend this tea to everyone. It's not, if you've had hot green tea before, it's just got a slightly nuttier flavor from the roasted rice. It doesn't add any calories to it, but it just gives it a deeper flavor profile. And it's the opposite of beer. It is good for you. (laughs) so um, are you saying beer is not good for you in moderation it's absolutely (laughs) fine i'm sure it makes you live to 100 this will make you live to 101 (laughs) okay so two thumbs up from me how is your bottled cold japanese green tea my bottled cold japanese
0: green tea it tastes like nothing because it's not even sweet so no it's have water instead that that's my advice all right so Today, we found out a little bit about how militaries can lose their very precious equipment. And then we used the Pixel event that Google held to have a broader discussions about whether you should be upgrading your phone every year and whether AI is actually good for you or not. We came to no conclusions, but at least we had the discussion. And we had a great time discussing it. And we had a great time. So friendship wins again. So Des, I'll talk to you next time. See you next time, guys.
1: Tin foil hat on.